Welcome to this week's Future Toolbox podcast. We explore the Z to A of life skills, where each letter stands for a topic and essential tool to help you get ahead in life. Meet Jules and Mark, creators of the multi-award winning Future Toolbox, and enjoy their straightforward approach to creating growth mindsets that help people turn their dreams into realities. Whether you're a teen in education, a parent, a teacher, or part of a community group, start creating positive habits from today. Hello and welcome to this week's Z2A podcast with me, Mark, and Jules from the multi-award winning Future Toolbox. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Now, this is where we pick a letter and a topic and discuss how you can use our tools to improve your own personal development and life. So what is this week's letter? This week, we've chosen the letter E for exams. Oh, no, I don't like exams. <laughs> do you know, I don't know many people that do like exams. It's a really stressful experience, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, in the, all the times that we've been going into schools, I have actually met the odd person who really relishes the challenge and really thrives on that exam day. But they are very few and far between, aren't they? I think so. I think so. I think because the revision and the, the studying is not too bad because you can work that out in your own time but with the exam it's on a set date on a set time and you can't change it and I think even that adds extra pressure doesn't it and stress yeah and you have to be quiet you have to follow all the rules you're not allowed to talk to anybody there's a fear of failing there's a fear of forgetting everything there's a fear of getting disqualified or thrown out if you're being late being late (laughs) yeah things going wrong so it's a very very stressful time isn't it so before we start the tips I'm going to ask you a question. Oh, me? Yeah, you. <laughs> now, this is not an exam question. This is totally your opinion. Oh, okay. Could you hear the fear in my voice then? I thought it was a test. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a test. Are exams the be-all and end-all of life? Oh, I think absolutely not. Do you? Totally agree. He's good, isn't he? He agrees with me. I'm good at agreeing with you. But yes, I do totally agree. There is so much pressure put on people that they have to get the best possible grades to make it in life. Yes, they are really important. But do you remember you were telling us the story the other day about when you were doing, I think it was an assembly in a school, and the pressure that teacher put on those poor students? Yeah, I've shared this story a number of times with a number of people. So I was just about to start a revision and study session where we show how to make revision and study easy and fun, of course. Of course. And the deputy head teacher stood up in front of the whole year group and introduced me. And he said, right, you need to listen to this guy here. He is going to show you how to pass your exams. And let's face it, if you don't pass your exams, that is it. You are not going to have any opportunities in life. Yeah, he was setting them up to fail or giving them that horrible notion that if they don't pass their exams that's it their life is over yeah the pressure would have been immense there and I could see the fear in the students faces and it was really really hard to go and deliver that session because first of all the teacher had said that and I didn't want to disagree with him because obviously that's really really disrespectful yeah unprofessional really isn't it absolutely but secondly it wouldn't have done the students any favors because this is the message that they've been getting for the whole year Mm. They might have then just turned around and said, who are you to tell us this? Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to disagree, sir. You are actually wrong. Yes, there is a difference between failing your exams and not trying and putting no effort in at all. Absolutely. And putting a load and load of effort into it, but maybe just not getting the grade because perhaps you couldn't remember those facts or you had a complete mental block. Or let's just face it, sometimes stuff happens in life at the wrong time, doesn't it? Yeah, 
Yeah, all sorts of things can be affecting how you're going to go into that exam on that day because you, you can't plan for life and things that might occur. And exam success in itself does not define you as a person, does it? Not at all, no. If you can give it your best shot and look yourself in the mirror after the exam and say, do you know what? I did everything I could. That has probably got to be the best possible situation you can put yourself in. That's true because, you know, everybody copes differently with different situations and there is so much more to you, yourself and your personality than how well you respond to an exam. Some people, yeah, do fly through the exams and do do well, but for a majority of people, it's a hugely stressful situation, isn't it? And very, very difficult period in your life trying to get through these. Yes, so a lot of teens are about to sit their exams and of course people at university. There might be people listening to this podcast thinking, well, you know, this doesn't apply to me because... I'm in a full-time job or I run my own business or I'm an adult or I'm retired. And in reality, I'm not really sitting in any exams at the moment. But all of these tips and tools are going to be relatable to life, aren't they? Yeah, that's absolutely right, because it's not always going to be an exam, but you could be working towards a goal or trying to achieve something. So a lot of the things that we will be discussing are useful for those things as well, aren't they? We're in the middle of a series of webinars surrounding exam stress. So shall we pick some of the tips and tools from those webinars and share them about how they can apply to exams, supporting people with exams, but also to life? Yeah, of course. And uh, I think one of the first ones that we looked at was getting organised. Now, for me, I love to be organised. And I always think if you're organised and you're tidy and you know what you're doing, oh my gosh, that makes you feel so much calmer than trying to attack something and not being prepared. Yeah, preparation's the key. So when you have a goal, you're going to have time-bound goals and non-time-bound goals. For example, if you have an exam, the exam is going to be on a particular date set by the examining board, maybe. You have to work towards that goal because you can't ring the exam company (laughs) up and say, can I change my exam? (laughs) Hi, Mr. School teacher, can you change all my exams? Because I just don't fancy doing them on that day. That's not going to happen. So you're time bound. You have to work towards that goal. But then there's non-time bound goals. Mm. And these are the ones where a lot of people fall down because they don't have a deadline. So if you say, I want to save X amount of money to buy something nice or go on holiday, for instance. Go on holiday. Yeah. (laughs) You need to set the date that you're going to go on that holiday. So if you said we're going to go on holiday in July this summer, then you know that you have to save your money to pay for that holiday in July. Mm. If you say, oh, we're just saving for a holiday at some point in life, that point may not come around. Yes. And then the motivation to save that money has gone, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, indeed. So it's about starting with a goal date and working your way backwards. Mm. Now, let's say you've got an exam and it's in 60 days time. You've got a 60 day plan in 30 days time you've got a 30 day plan or a 30 day challenge 30 I day challenge. call it a challenge oh, as like opposed that. to a plan because that word just inspires you more I think than plan yeah <laughs> so the exams now that students are taking are going to be probably less than 30 days so they've got a less than 30 day challenge yeah let's make it a challenge that sounds exciting doesn't it but yeah whatever your challenge is and whatever time limit that you put on it a great way to stay on track is to break it down into small chunks isn't it yeah that's the how do you eat an elephant question isn't it (laughs) 
One bite at a time. One bite at a time. Let's not eat elephants, though. We always protect those, don't we? And then once you've got that challenge and you know what you're working towards, you know what you're going to do at the start of that day. You've got no dilemmas of like, shall I do it today or shall I put it off till tomorrow? It's like, no, I've got 30 days. I need to get started. So that leads us nicely into creating good habits. And of course, we've said about breaking things into small bite-sized chunks. But when you break things into bite-sized chunks, a real key is to take frequent breaks. So again, if we use a study example, if you're studying and revising for an exam, you want to put frequent breaks in there so you're not stressing yourself out. Yeah, you could use a technique like the Pomodoro. The Pomodoro technique. Where did the Pomodoro technique originate from? Italy, I believe. Is that right? Is it a tomato? It is. Pomodoro's Italian for tomato. (laughs) That's right. Yes, that's it. Oh, yeah. And and they were like little tomatoes. I think you can still get them. And they're like timers, aren't they? Yeah, little timers that you put in the kitchen. And you set them and they go... (laughs) And then it a little long goes off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so the Pomodoro technique is fabulous because you can set your timer, say, for 20 to 30 minutes to study or work on a particular topic. And then as soon as that alarm goes off, you stop. You stop and you take a break. And, you know, it's really key that whatever you're doing, if you're really working hard on a project or you're trying to study, that you do schedule in plenty of free time to unwind. And one of the things that I really love and I emphasise a lot to anybody I'm working with is if you have scheduled in that free time for yourself, protect it. Don't let anybody steal it. Don't let anybody come in and say, oh, do you fancy doing this? Or will you just do this for me? And then you think, well, that was going to be my moment. But no, I'll do it. It's your time. Protect it. I love that phrase. You used that in our webinar the other week, protect your time. And it's wonderful. Now you have time protection. It's time to go to your shed, isn't it? (laughs) The garden shed? Yep. We're telling you all now to go down to your garden shed with a cup of tea, sit in there and just watch the world go by and protect your time. But no, that's not what we're talking about, is it? (laughs) No, it's an acronym. So if you have a pen handy while you're listening to this, obviously, if you're driving, don't do this. But if you have a pen handy, write down the letters shed down the side of a page. So S-H-E-D. And S stands for? Sleep. H for? Hydration. E for? Exercise. And D for? Diet. And it's a really good way of living your life, no matter what it is that you're doing. If you look after your shed, then you're looking after yourself. Yep, so go and paint your garden shed. Not literally. Let's talk about shed, the acronym. So S for sleep. Now, sleep is real key. It's the number one key component of self-care, isn't it? Yeah, and very underrated, I think. Yeah, well, I don't know, teenagers rate it quite highly, don't they? Because they love to sleep. At the wrong times. <laughs> yeah, the amount of times that we go into a school and we say to them, what, what would your dream job be? And they say, sleep, pay me to sleep. But on another note, sleep is, yes, the number one key component of self-care. And this is all about regulating your body clock. You need between eight and ten hours sleep per night. If you're a teenager, you may need more Some adults can get away with a little bit less, but you certainly can't get away with a lot less. And it's about regulating your body clock for seven days a week. So weekends don't get recognised by the sleep hygiene fairies, do they? (laughs) They don't. So, yeah, be mindful if you've got something really important coming up that you don't allow your weekends to ruin your sleep hygiene so that you still try and go to bed at the same time and get up at the same time and get those eight hours sleep. The best way of putting this across to any adults, if you've been on a long haul flight 
and you know what jet lag's like, mm. that is your body clock going out of sync. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is H for hydration. And again, something which is really, really good for you is drinking plenty and plenty of water. Now, again, it's one of those things that is often underestimated, but when your body is hydrated, you have a very clear vision and good clarity in your mind and able to tackle everything and your body just feels great and it sounds a really obvious thing doesn't Mm. it but we know a lot of friends who don't drink very much water Uh, we also know a lot of friends who get through the day on energy drinks yeah don't drink those if you can avoid them please avoid those companies are very clever at marketing Mm. aren't they yeah and they're just full of sugar yeah so anything with sugar loaded we know that that isn't going to work so sleep hydration. Next is E for exercise. And this is probably one of our favourite ones, isn't it? Yeah, keep active. Even a short walk is enough. But yeah, exercising is one of the quickest and most effective ways to de-stress. So, and fresh air. Oh, I love going out in the fresh air, feeling that beautiful wind on my face. But it clears your head and definitely perks me up anyway. Yeah, so a bit of exercise. Just about raising your heart rate, maybe for 30 minutes a day. It doesn't have to be going out and running as fast as you can around the block or going to the gym and lifting the heaviest weights if you do those things they are fantastic keep doing them but it is just about a bit of general exercise and then the last one is d for diet and we're not going to be talking about going on a diet to lose weight here are we no it's it's about having a sensible diet but we talked a little bit just now about the sugar that's in some of these fizzy drinks and everything but keeping a good blood sugar level will help you to avoid having those highs and lows that you get from having a lot of sugar what do they call it a sugar rush and then a a sugar crash now when you're trying to achieve something through the day you don't want to be having those do you not at all although my chocolate addiction does get in the way sometimes doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) it does we have a little tin in the cupboard that has chocolate in and every now and again he goes for a walk by chocolate in don't you (laughs) i'd have walked by chocolate in before this podcast but i didn't have too much because i needed to be focused absolutely so no sugar crash in this 20 minutes here but eat things that are slow release foods such as multigrain bread or things like porridge for breakfast how good is that i love porridge for breakfast but yeah if you're feeling nibbly, have nuts. Yeah. Not crisps, nuts. Not the nuts that are covered in sugar and honey, though. No, no. No, not at all. <laughs> so you've written down the acronym SHED. Sleep, hydration, exercise and diet. The really simple way to do this exercise is to give yourself a rating out of 10 on each of those areas of your life. Now, if you're studying for exams, this is definitely one for you. But as Jules said right at the start of this, this applies to everything in life. So whatever goal you're trying to achieve, get your shed in order. And I'm going to make the joke again, and I'm not going to apologise. We don't mean your garden shed, we mean your life shed. (laughs) (laughs) So there we are. Now you know how to live by your shed. (laughs) Something else whilst we're talking about all of this planning and setting goals and studying and doing all these things to achieve those goals or the success or whatever it is a great thing to bear in mind is not to cut out all of the enjoyment out of your life because you need that you need activities that will help you relax you need activities that will make you laugh and bring you joy so don't cut those out it certainly is key to do those things that you enjoy doing and building time for you But it's also worth being mindful of not to set yourself ridiculous goals. 
Now, when I say ridiculous goals, I don't mean really, really big goals. We love Mount Everest size goals that are achievable, <laughs> but we mean unrealistic goals. For example, if somebody is revising for their exams at the moment and they say, right, I'm going to revise 10 topics today for an hour a day, that's 10 hours worth of revision. That's probably not going to happen. It's that's not going to be effective. not going to happen. And that's going to just set you up to have a really disappointing day and then go to bed deflated and <laughs> not be able to get up the next day to start again. That's so, right. Yeah. yeah. So it's breaking it down into small bite-sized chunks as always. So let's face it, if you've never run before and you're going to run a marathon this weekend, it's probably not going to happen. But if you set yourself a goal to walk and run to the end of the street five times, it's a little bit more manageable, isn't it? So let's break our goals down into small bite-sized chunks, as we said before, and be really, really mindful of that planning and organisation that we talked about at the start, not leaving everything till the last minute before the time-bound goal. That's right. And if we go back to what we said at the beginning, life is not an exam. So if you imagine a new driver took a driving test without any driving lessons, now that would be quite dangerous, wouldn't it? Because they wouldn't have learned the things like how to operate the car, how to do the manoeuvres, or even the laws of the road from that one 40-minute test. This is why we have driving lessons to teach us the principles. So going back to our topic, life is not an exam, but instead it's a learning journey. Actually, I do remember that when I passed my driving test and then people in my family were saying, this is where you really start to learn to drive now by putting it into practice. Yes. (laughs) Really, really key, isn't it? And you do learn so much. But that really sums up that the exam is just the test. A real key story I can share that sums up that learning is in the journey was from a friend of mine who was a mature student at university. Now, she was studying a sports science qualification, which is a very, very practical qualification. When attending lectures, a lot of the students would ask a lecturer if this piece of information would be in the exam. If the lecturer said it probably wouldn't, the students, a lot of them chose not to write it down because they thought, well, I don't really need to learn it because it's not going to be an exam. Now, that is a big, big, big mistake. The qualification costs around about nine to ten thousand pounds a year. And this is typically a three year course. So you're looking in excess of thirty thousand pounds qualify. It's a lot of money. Isn't it's it? a lot of money, isn't it? So why would you disregard learning a piece of information just because it's not in the exam? If I wanted a career in sports science, I would want to be an absolute expert as much as I could in my field. And I'd want my 30 grand's worth. (laughs) It's not just about wanting my 30 grand's worth. I would just want to know that information, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. And that is where the learning journey comes in. So just be like my mature student friend who was hungry for the information and just wanted to take them as much valuable as possible from that qualification. And equally, just popped into my mind is that lecturer might say no it won't be in the exam but what if what if they change the exams or the papers at some point and it does come in there and that person hasn't written it down whoops oh dear. <laughs> whoops. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> so yeah enjoy the journey write all the notes down learn as much as you can because learning is just brilliant isn't it for your personal development and growth so talking of personal development and growth If you would like to find out more about the Future Toolbox, you can go to our website and find loads of tools on there. It's futuretoolbox.co.uk. We can also go to our social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok. TikTok. And we're also on YouTube and 
LinkedIn as well. In fact, we're everywhere, aren't we're we? We're everywhere. We're everywhere. But we want to thank you, all of our listeners, for listening to Ears for Exam as we approach exam season. And we look forward to catching you all next week for a lot more tools and tips. Yeah, bye for now. Thank you for joining us for the Z2A of Life Skills with Jules and Mark of the Future Toolbox. Don't forget to head over to their website, which is futuretoolbox.co.uk, where you can find lots of free resources, plus a host of books in the store, as well as subscribing to the membership site. Follow Future Toolbox Instagram, TikTok and Facebook at Future Toolbox and subscribe to their YouTube channel too.